this September 13th picks edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sports. Download the app now, use the code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football, only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use the promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use the promo code SGPN. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the underdog pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20x in one game. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the Northeast England. Today is uh, Tuesday, the 12th of September. We have a full slate of action for Wednesday, the 13th. And joining me first up is Mr. Scott Reichel. Hey, Scott, how are you doing? Good, how's it going with you? Yes, above average. Thank you very much. Um, Dylan Rockford is also here. D-Rock. Oh, D-Rock, I believe, is below average. Uh, Dill, how are you doing, man? Thoughts uh, and prayers, etc. Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough. They won. Uh, yeah, they won. Yeah, I mean, yesterday was such a roller coaster of emotions, man, being in the building. But, uh, yeah, tough, tough blow for us. But, you know, got to chip it off. Got 16 games left. Should be a long season. But, uh, yeah, happy to be with you boys. Haven't been on in a while. and We got uh, some games to talk about. We have been doing okay so far tonight. The uh, the football's just finished. The the soccer, sorry, should we say? Um, the Premier League show was on fire. We threw out Austria to win in Sweden tonight at two to one. When's the Premier League obliged. come back next week? This weekend, mate. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Saturday, Saturday lunchtime. Um, and uh, myself and Lonte's lock from the day before was the Royals and White Sox over. Um, and that was rained out yesterday, so they've, they've got off in part one of the double header. So I have played up my Austria winnings on the over, and good old Brady Singer has given up five runs in the first inning, mm. so that helps. We're, we're, we're past halfway there uh, through one inning. Um, yeah, I mean, what we've kind of decided to do in the uh, run-up to the playoffs is concentrate a little bit more closely on the games that matter a little bit more. Um, we're still going to get around all the games, uh, but just the absolute bottom feeder. So there's a there's a Washington Pittsburgh game on the cards here. There's a KC and White Sox game, but we're going to try and just devote a little bit more time to the to the games that matter. We did it last year, um, and I know with people uh, watching and listening to football as well, um, then we're trying to make this a little bit more consumable uh, for everybody. Uh, Tomorrow, we start with a... We've got a, oh, a little bit of day's ball for me to enjoy. Um, and the first game is a one ten Eastern first pitch between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Minnesota Twins, where we have Taj Bradley going for Tampa Bay and left-handed pitcher Dallas Keuchel goes for Minnesota. 
prices are I can't find them there they are minus 122 for the Tampa Bay Rays plus 105 for the Minnesota Twins and the total is set at 9 Scott you can lead us off I think I'm going to go with the over in this one. Uh, just simply put, Taj Bradley's a name that I've not heard in a while, and I miss the guy because I used to fade him all the time. Uh, but you're mm-hmm. looking at how he's done recently since he came back. He's been hit or miss again. Uh, five innings, two runs against the Guardians, one of them being earned, and then six and a third, four earned against the Mariners, gave up three home runs in that start. So Bradley has had two starts since coming back, but he hasn't exactly been great by any means. He's been fine, but his road numbers aren't great either. 5.09 ERA, does give up a lot of home runs. Keuchel's been better than I think most people anticipated, but he's still not been good. We all just had the lowest bar imaginable. But the point is I do see a lot of runs in this game. Uh, we know that, once again, both lineups can can generate a lot of home runs. Keigel's been good at home, but you're looking at his last couple of starts, and he went five five innings, two runs against the Mets, which is fine. Three and a third, five runs against the Rangers. So he has started to kind of come back down to earth a little bit. I don't think he's going to go much length. I don't trust the bullpen at all. I like the over in the start. I'm not really sold on either starting pitcher in this game. I'll go with the over. So it's open and over uh, for Scott. D-Rock, how have you handicapped this? Yeah, I kind of lean here with the Rays on the road. You know, both act- both teams are actually playing really well, but I just can't pass up the short price. Rays minus 122 I'm seeing right now. Uh, I made him a minus 135 favorite. I think Taj, since coming back, he's looked good in his last two starts. Sample size is small, but Rays won both of those get both of those games. His hard hit rate in both of those games under 40%, which is the number we look for. Um, and, you know, I just think the Rays have the Twins number as well. They've just got done sweeping the Twins back in June. They won yesterday the first game of the series i just i just don't think the twins have the offense to go head to head with the Rays. i agree on the over i, I set my total at 9.8 but I, I gotta go with the Rays here i do think in a shootout i trust their bats a little more so i'm gonna go with the Rays. yeah tampa bay is still uh chasing down baltimore three games back uh, in minnesota with a comfortable um seven and a half game lead in the central yeah the Rays are playing a lot better they've won four in a row um Tosh bradley came back and eventually got his win. First win he got for ages. Uh, but it wasn't a particularly um, convincing one. It was more to do with the Tampa Bay Bats. However, I don't really want anything to do with Dallas Keitel. Scott's absolutely right. Um, Jose Siri is out for three weeks for Tampa Bay, which is a little bit of a blow. But yeah, I just saw runs here. Um, Bradley is yet to convince and I just don't want Keitel at all. I think both teams can score and I will take the over nine. Um Who's in the chat to say hello to? I think Trev was first in tonight. Trev Wood, good evening. Matthew's here. Um, we need to help Matthew decompress apparently. He's had a busy day. Uh, so we'll find some winners, Matthew. That is what we are here for. We will go to a 3 10 Eastern first pitch between the Chicago Cubs and the Colorado Rockies, where Jameson Tywood will take the ball for the Cubs. And Ty Blatch, left-handed pitcher for the Rockies. The Cubs are minus 168. The Rockies are plus 150, and the total is right up there at 12. Um, the Cubs are a little bit of so news and notes here uh, on both teams, actually. Uh, Pete Crow Armstrong is a name. I think he was at the Mets still in, wasn't he, back in the day, a long time ago? Um, maybe, did he go in the Strowman trade? I don't know, I'm digging there. Anyway, Pete Crow Armstrong, centre fielder, um, looks like he's going to be called up for the Cubs. He's a uh, a prospect who's been on people's radars for a long time. Uh, and Chris Bryant has been activated um, for the Rockies, which should help them a little bit. Uh, Jameson Tyone here 
is since seven and nine on the year, has a five twenty-seven ERA. Um, went six scoreless last time. However, his reliable starts all seem to be at Wrigley Field. Um, his last two road starts, eleven and a third innings pitched, nine earned runs. Um, and he does have a five fifty-eight road ERA. Uh, Ty Blatch has been occasionally presentable. Um, three homers he gave up last time at the Giants. That was completely his undoing. Uh, but that's unusual for him. He won his last home start um, against the Blue Jays. That was an 8-7 win. Uh, and the start, home start before that, he only gave up two earned in five innings against Arizona. I think he's live here. I don't really want much to do with Tyone. I know Colorado don't win many, and the Cubs have been rolling. But it's just the pitching matchup. The prices are too far apart. I'm going to give Colorado a chance here at plus 150, Dylan. Yeah, I'm going to go with a total. I'm going to go over 11 and a half in this one. I made my total 12.9, actually. So really high scoring game. I think we should see here. Rockies not winning a bunch of games, but they're definitely going over the total over seven and three in their last 10. And I agree. I'm not I'm not really a, a fan of Jason Tyone, especially on the road. I can't trust him. Ty Black has looked a little better last five games, but Ty Black's last five games have all been shootouts. Four of the five have gone over. So in elevation at course, I think we see a shootout. Out. I do think they're live, but plus 143, I think I need a little better number to take the Rockies, but I, I like the over here. Yeah, I factored in that shootout thing. Like I say, that last the Blue Jays win was 8-7 to seven, and we could easily see something like that again so wouldn't surprise me, um, Scott. Yeah, for me, I'm going to go with the Cubs team total over once again. I don't mind the full game over as well. I don't trust Tyone enough, but I'm not going against the Cubs either. Blatch has been really bad against the Cubs active batters in his career. He's faced off against the Cubs active batters 47 times in terms of plate appearances. And in those 47 plate appearances, the Cubs have a 375 batting average and a 468 on base percentage. They bury Blatch when they face off against them. I added it yesterday. I'll take it again. Cubs offense in cores with the wind blowing out and altitude. That's good enough for me. I'll take the Cubs team total over. OK, we'll move on once I've told you about DraftKings. Football is back in full swing. Another week of epic games, Dylan. Epic they were. Uh, and DraftKings have got you covered on the action for every single one of them. Uh, as an official sports betting partner of the NFL, new customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the code SGP to sign up. New customers can bet just $5, take home 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Uh, game time here. The uh, ticket people. Uh, big fans of these on the network. Uh, game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets uh, for sports, music, comedy, theatre, anything you like. There's killer deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee. Um, one of the best things here, the game time guarantee means you get the best price if you find tickets in the same section, rule for less. Game time credit you 100%, 110% of the difference. So you can spend less time faffing about trying to buy your tickets and more time looking forward to what you're going to do. Um, what you need to do is download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account, redeem the code SGPN for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, 
lowest price guaranteed. Can't believe, boys, I haven't flexed my um, Sunday, late Sunday NFL bet here. I had a £9 something in my account. So I put a little 31 pence. You'd sort of do like, it was called a, a lucky 31. Do you have that kind of bet in America? It's kind of like a round robin. Okay. All five, the five money line teams that won Philadelphia, Miami, uh, who else won late? The uh, the Raiders, it was all the dogs. The Raiders won. Um, I had them all in. So for my 31 pence smoking. Yeah. yeah, Rams was another one. Um, yeah, five out of five, my little 31 pence. Paid £198. I was over the moon. <laughs> like a oh, million boy. to one shot. I know, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that doesn't help you out, but I was quite pleased with myself. Uh, where are we going next? We will go to a 345 Eastern First Pitch between the Cleveland Guardians and the San Francisco Giants. We've got left-handed pitchers going here in Logan Allen for Cleveland. And we have Kyle Harrison uh, for... San Francisco, Matthew's complaining. He doesn't know what a pence is. It's like a cent, but more. Yeah. Uh, yeah Pounds more, are like dollars and pence are like cents. That's how it More goes. culturally significant is the pence. Um, the Guardians are plus 110. The Giants behind Kyle Harrison are minus 125. And the total is at eight and a half, didn't it? Yeah, I'm going to be on the Giants here at home. I feel like we're getting a short number. I, I made the Giants a minus 150 favor with Harrison on the mound. He's regressed a little in his last two starts, but against a Guardian team, they're only averaging three runs per game this past week. Really struggling to score some runs. I think he can actually bounce back here, have some success against these uh, bats against the Guardians. Giants have four, have won four in a row. They're still in the wild card hunt. They have actually something to play for. Meanwhile, the Guardians are done in my opinion opinion i think they're seven eight games out of the wild card so they're done giants they still have something to play for i think they need to win this game at home they're much better at home i'll take the short number with the giants okay um scott i think for this one i'm going to actually lean to the guardians first five i'm only going to go with the first five because i do acknowledge that the giants i think have more to play for which could play a factor later on but i think allen's just the better pitcher than Harrison. Harrison had one great start to start his career, and since that point, he's been a bit vulnerable. Last home start, five innings, three runs against the Rockies. We know the Rockies can never hit on the road. Start before that, five and two-thirds, six runs against the Padres. I just think Harrison's a bit overvalued here. Allen has been steady. I think he's a pretty good overall pitcher. I'll take the Guardians' first five. Yeah, I prefer the Guardians here as well. I don't know how the Giants ever win. And they never seem to win when I look at them or watch them. Or they, they just because they win all the ugly win. games late, like 4-3 or 3-2. And it's like, yeah. right, I, they just find ways to win games in a pretty ugly way every time. They do. They seem to sneak them past you when nobody's watching. I think, where did that come? They've won four in a row now, having lost the previous six. Uh, so a little bit tricky. Since the All-Star break, oh, sorry, in the second half of the season, the Giants are 29th in WRC+. Plus. They're, like, they're better than the Rockies, and that's it. And they're still sitting, um, where are they? One and a half games out the wild card. Um, I prefer Allen as well. Um, he's been better on the road for Cleveland. Harrison has had two September starts. They've both been poor, and I just don't really want to take the Giants. Um, so, yeah, I'll take, uh, I'll take Cleveland with a better pitcher. I'd say the same as Scott. Uh, it's a money line play. And the price is at plus 110. We'll go next to a six. Nope. 410 is where we'll go. Eastern first pitch, although we don't know much about it. It's the LA Angels 
at the Seattle Mariners. The Angels are TBD as they have no available bodies. Um, Luis Castillo will go for Seattle. I don't see any lines on this one. Um, Scott, this looks like a bit of a just a, a pass for me. Did you have much? Well, Seattle's favored by a ton, so I'm assuming they're going to be in the minus $2 and change range, if I had to guess. It's tough to go against Castillo. Uh, he's been really, really good in most of his starts. Of all teams to actually shell him recently, it was the Mets. But you're looking at his numbers, and the Mariners have casually won each of his last eight starts. And nice. a lot of them have not been close. But he's allowed less than two runs in three of his last four. He's been really good. Now, the Mariners did choke away that game yesterday. Crazy game. They lost in extra innings. But I am going to go with the Mariners minus one and a half. If you win eight starts for one pitcher, eight straight starts for one pitcher, I'm going to take you. And Castillo's been really good. Give me the Mariners run one. Yeah, I'll jump in there because that was my play. Just kind of blind, really. A lot of these sort of focusing on the playoff races um, the deciding factor, and it wasn't the deciding factor in this game, but the deciding factor is that if you've got teams that are or pitches that are more evenly matched, is the team that have got something to play for, um, which I know was the point Dylan just made with taking the Giants over Cleveland, uh, but especially in this position. Seattle have lost four in a row, but um, this does look like a get-right uh, get spot for them against this uh, this Angels team. And his home record and the 2.49 ERA uh, should be good enough here for Seattle. Dylan? Yeah, I agree. Everything you guys said. Uh, I actually like that they've lost four in a row to bounce back here. Um, yeah, like to Scott said, I think they'll be... I, I think it's Chase Selleth who might go for the Angels. Oh, is he back? I like yeah. the over and strikeouts for both guys. If you yeah. You know, and he's also faced the Seattle in the beginning of August. He went seven innings. He gave up two runs. They did lose an extra innings in How that game. How many did he strike out in that game, though? Like 10? 12. 12? Yeah, I thought. He yeah. struck out a lot of guys in that game. Yeah, and in the past couple games, he's actually had strikeouts. So that that is a good look. I didn't even look towards that. But, yeah, if you could get minus 110, maybe a minus 105, or even plus money, which I, I doubt. But if you could get that with uh, – Seattle, I do like that. Maybe a Tim Tildall over as well, but I, I think I think Mariners are going to be a big favorite here. Uh, Chase Silseth was absolutely rolling, and then um, he's been out with a concussion. He took a, uh, a, a errant throw, I think, from the outfield. Some someone sconed him from the um, base. And he's been out for yeah. Was it the third, third baseman? Base yeah, the they have, the um, and he's been out ever since, and he's been out longer than the necessary seven days. Um, but it's still been a little bit wobbly. Um, I picked him up in fantasy and then never got a start out with him. He's been sitting there ever since. Um, so, yeah, he could go well, actually, but um, we'll have to see how his head is. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a doctor. Where are we going next? Uh, we will go to a 6.40 Eastern, 6.35 Eastern first pitch between the St. Louis Cardinals and the Baltimore Orioles. I love this game for a bit. Um, we've got left-handed pitcher Drew Rom um, for St. Louis and Kyle Gibson. Goes for Baltimore. It is plus 143 for the Cardinals, minus 162 for the Orioles, and the total is 10.5, Dylan. Yeah, as long as you could get plus money still, uh, I would take the Orioles on the run line. I got a plus 124. I'm still seeing that out there. Uh, but I feel like we got to continue to ride the Orioles here. They just don't lose 8-2 and two in their last 10. They're great at home, 43-26 and 26 straight up. If you get, get their team total, anything under 5, maybe even a 5.5, I would take that over as well. Last five games, Orioles are averaging 9.6 runs. They're just smoking the ball. And now going up against Drew Rahm, who really isn't someone 
I like to back. Uh, he's only get, he's given up two or more runs in every start this season. I think the Orioles continue to roll. I think this is a bad spot for the Cardinals. So I'm gonna as long as we could get plus money, I'm gonna take the Orioles on the run line here at home. Yeah, love that, Dylan Scott. Yeah, I faded Rom one time the season, and it was actually the start. He was decent against Philly, but they had guys on base every inning, and they just couldn't score. So I don't think Rom's any good. Just simply put, watching him pitch, I don't think he's got much talent, and I don't think Gibson's great either. Gibson has a pretty funny stat line this year because he has 14 wins with a 5.12 ERA. So he just gets all the run support you could possibly imagine and more. So I do agree about the Orioles team total over. I'm not going to go against Baltimore on the run line as well. But I do like the over in this game. It's not like 10.5 for 11. I don't think Gibson's good. I just think, once again, the Orioles score a bunch of runs for him. But I don't think Rom's any good either. So I see a lot of runs in this game. I'll be on the over. Yeah, 100%. Um, there's a million reasons you could have put the Baltimore run line in the over 10.5 with just instinct plays and then everything you look back to. I watched this game last night. This pretty much this exact game, except uh, it was Dean Kramer and oh, who was pitching for St. Louis? Uh, Dakota Hudson is the answer. Game finished 11-5 to Baltimore. Um, and that's what this is. It'd be the exact, it's the exact same game. I don't know why they're bothering playing it. Um, Rom hasn't showed enough and St. Louis is still hitting. Gibson um, has given up some runs, but I love Baltimore on the road line and I love the over. There's just no, um, no need to get away from it. Um, good times for Baltimore. Um, today, I think it is. They throwing John Means out on the mound mm-hmm. um, for the first time in s- yes, first time in seventeen months. Uh, I mean, it, it doesn't seem that long that because we, I think Moonoff had him, had Cy Young tickets on him, obviously two seasons ago. Uh, so yeah, I hope he goes well tonight. And that's a great arm to slot into your rotation in the last month of the season uh, when you're going for a pennant. So um, yeah, good times in Baltimore. Next up is 6.40 Eastern first pitch. Um, the Cincinnati Reds at the Detroit Tigers. Connor Phillips goes for Cincinnati and it is Erod Eduardo Rodriguez for the Detroit Tigers. Left-handed pitcher, plus 124 Cincinnati, minus 142 Detroit. You can have an eight or eight and a half if you want it, Scott. I think I'm just going to go with Detroit first five run line. It's really difficult to go out of your way to lay with the Tigers. That just sounds like such a terrible idea. But Phillips had a very small sample size this season. He's been bad. (laughs) I mean, he has a 9.64 ERA, 1.71 whip. He's just been really bad this year. Eduardo's been good. He's one of the only guys ever in the history of sports to want to stay in Detroit and live there instead of being traded to a nicer place to live. But anyway, I'm going to go with Eduardo in this spot in the first five. I just can't trust Phillips. Eduardo's a solid pitcher, and I do think that Detroit can get enough across against Phillips to get it done. I do think for the entire game, though, I'm a bit skeptical, once again, of laying 145 with Detroit, who's a team with nothing to play for, and they're not very good. But I will take the first five. I think it's a good spot, significant pitching advantage. Give me the Tigers' first five run line. Okay, Tigers early for Scott Dillon. Yeah, I agree. I I took the Tigers here with Erod as well. The price is getting up there. It opened around minus 120, and that's where I took him. But minus 142 is getting up there. I only made him a minus 135 favorite. So 
I would be skeptical as well to lay lay it with uh, the Tigers. So first five, depending on the number, does sound good. But Tigers have been winning games, seven and three in their last ten. While the Reds, they've kind of been slowly watching their playoff chances slip away. They're like negative thirty-seven run differential. I worry about their pitching, and this is Phillips' second start in the majors. And like Scott said, he just doesn't look good. I can't trust him or the Reds right now. So I actually like Scott's play play better than mine. So depending on the number, I'll probably be on the uh, Tigers first five yeah this stuck in my throat for a couple of reasons first one being that I wanted to take teams that were uh, still had things to play for rather than those that didn't so Cincinnati over Detroit was what I was looking at um, and the other reason Scott already pointed out you don't want to be laying 142 with Detroit at any point that it's not a sensible thing generally speaking to do um, but I couldn't get away from it I um, Connor Phillips was poor on his debut um, and he was just being excellent. Uh, Detroit win more of his games than they don't. Um, so they, they are occasionally quite feisty. They'll win two out of three, uh, Detroit, and this is one for them. So minus 142 is the pick, um, but it will be down my list of things uh, to bet on. There are better opportunities available, I would suggest, than that one. Uh, we will move on further down the card once I've told you all about Hall of Fame bets, uh, which will help you win bigger uh, by betting smarter this NFL season. Hall of Fame bets is a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Uh, research NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bets with historical stats and data. You can enter any parlay ideas in the Hall of Fame's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool, and you'll get given hit rates broken down by leg and expected probabilities. Uh, it sorts players by hit rate for any bet to know which players are hot and which picks have value. So stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users who are researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. And finally, uh, our old favourites, Underdog Fantasy. Uh, helping you play alongside your favourite football team with a fantasy picking game. Uh, pick between two and five players. Select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats. Then do what you usually do uh, on Sundays and watch the games. Win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. Watch along, make picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. at Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Uh, we had a company, a company-wide Underdog Fantasy um, pick last night. We nearly hit the 20 times. I think we went three for five, but finished one passing attempt short from Josh Allen and maybe two fantasy points short on whichever running back we put in. But uh, Barry, we can't access Underdog in this country, but Barry who hosts the Premier League, messaged me this morning and just said, I love the look of that underdog site when we were putting the picks in. Uh, I wish we could access it over here. So uh, we can't, but you can. Um, so go and get involved with underdog fantasy. Did you hear Next. the uh, bad beat associated with uh, underdog yesterday? Oh, the under half a yard? The half a yard with Rogers. Half a yard is like a free square for a parlay and he had zero yards. That is so good. It's unbelievable. I would quite like to um, lose on that. It's, it's a good, like everyone loves a good, a bad beat story. That's an all time. I've got, I am, um, you, African Cup of Nations 25 years ago, and um, there was a 
Cameroon player called Mark Vivian Foy, who collapsed and died on the pitch. That took a I'd backed him. Yeah. yeah, it took it to a bit of a dark story, this. Um, I'd backed him to score first that day. Um, so I expected a refund, you know. However, it was 1-0 when he died, so I never got my money back. If he died at 0-0, I would have been refunded. I mean, can't catch a break sometimes, Scott. Uh, we go to... <laughs> That's that story took to such do. a turn. All right. I never I'm heard really that story. Sorry. Yeah. I think the uh, only Cameroonian player I know is Samuel Eto. I think that's the only one I know. Yeah. Uh, do you not remember Roger Miller from back in the day? Um, no, I did the, not. Do, I'm not going to do the old little samba dance with the corner flag. Oh, I, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, was that him. was him. Okay. I think he used to claim he was 32 when he was 48. Uh, quite a lot of these sub-Saharan Africans have got questionable ages. Um, what are we talking about? 6-4 Eastern first pitch is the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies. We have Spencer Strider for Atlanta and Christopher Sanchez, left-handed pitcher, uh, for the Phillies. Minus 180 on Atlanta, plus 160 on Philadelphia. Total is 8.5. Spencer Strider, 15-5 and five on the year, 383 ERA. Um... And his last start was the one we were all in the chat last week, uh, talking about whether or not that had taken him out of Cy Young contention. Um, I don't expect um, that again. I think well, we agree the answer that, is yes, right? He's out of Cy Young contention. Yeah, I think the books have got him up at seventy-five to one now, which yeah. answers yeah. the question. Yeah. Well, it doesn't um, help that Snell and uh, you're looking at drawing a blank. Sorry. Cup, uh, steel, steel, steel. Yeah. yeah, both of them have been pitching well for like three months straight. <laughs> they haven't even had any slip ups whatsoever. So, I thought that that short start because he went two and was it two and two thirds, I think. Yeah, he got, um, he got last, buried. But yeah, um, I thought that might give you an opportunity for an outs prop um, if the books just maybe overreact a little bit because it is an outlier. Um, and in three of his last five starts, he's gone seven innings, so he's got twenty one outs. And I think the other one was. Um, Six and two thirds, you twenty and twenty one outs. So I just thought if they drop that by a couple, they might do. Um, I'll, I'll be having a look at that. Um, Christopher Sanchez, two and three on the year, three twenty six ERA. He's been all right. Uh, two ninety three in his last five, uh, but he has got a three ninety seven home ERA. But both of these are just um, playing in really high scoring games. Um, Christopher Sanchez in his last five games has got a ten eight. He's got a 12-3 and a 13-2. Um, and in Strider's last two, they finished 11-6 in 8-7. to seven. Um, We saw the doubleheader yesterday finish 10-8 and 7-5. It's just all points to the runs. You can take both teams' team total if you want um, or just pile into the over 8.5, I think, Scott. Yeah, I really don't want to lay 190 here, give or take, with the Braves. So I think Strider's going to bounce back. But I do think that even though Sanchez has been solid this year, I have a hard time of going with an under when these teams get together because we know that they yeah. just hit a bunch of home runs. But I am going to look at the weather report quickly for this matchup. And at the moment, I see uh, – sorry, just waiting for it to load – uh, I see the weather is going to be somewhere in the middle, which doesn't really tell me anything. So I think, once again, I'm going to lean slightly to the Phillies team total under. I'm going to take a stance. I think that Strider is okay. going to pitch well. I think that Strider is going to have his A game after getting shelled the last time out. I think we all know that it was a bit fluky that he got shelled because he had been very good in the last couple starts before that. The Braves can go crazy. That's fine. 
But I do think Strider is going to pitch well. And as Mal said, I do think that Strider can go length in this outing. If he goes seven innings and gives up two runs, it's going to be tough for Philly to go over this team total. I'm going to go with Philly team total under. That's kind of a, an underrated sleeper play, in my opinion. Like it. Scott plants his flag there, Dylan. Yeah, I'm actually going to be on the under here, under nine, minus 115. Oh, I made my total 8.7. I agree with Scott. I actually think Strider, he's going to have a bounce back start here. I didn't expect his last start to blow up like that, and he's actually been better on the road than he has been at home, especially against the Phillies, 2-0 and with a 2.25 ERA. Last time he pinched against the Phillies in Philly, went six solid innings, only gave up one run, game went under. I mean, as long as the Braves' bats don't go crazy, which they could, but I I think this game has a chance of going under. I feel like if he goes and gives them a good length, seven, eight innings, only gives up one, two runs, we do have winds blowing in. Uh, Weather reports going to be around 77 tomorrow, winds blowing in. So I'll take a flyer. I know it's not popular, but I'll lean under here with them. Well, I rampaged into that game with a no-doubt confident take on the over. And then you two have just talked me right off it. Uh, Matthew's pointing out in the chat that the Braves have been smashing overs by themselves, uh, which is very much a, an option here as well. Um, we will go to a 7.07 Eastern first pitch, probably the series of the week, this one, the Texas Rangers mm-hmm. at the Toronto Blue Jays. We've got a couple of lefties going here. Um, Texas have Jordan Montgomery taking the ball and for Toronto it will be UCA. Kikuchi, even money, Texas, plus 100. Uh, the Blue Jays are minus 118. And the total is at eight. Dylan, good game, this one. Yeah, very good game. But give me the Blue Jays here on the money line, minus 115. I also lean over eight. I made my total eight, uh, 9.2. Now, I get the Rangers. They won three in a row, but... In, in my opinion, I feel like they still have to show me a little more. They still have to be a little more consistent before I start backing them, especially on the road where... You know, it's a 50-50 chance they show up. Jordan Montgomery hasn't been able to win a game on the road since coming over to Texas. Blue Jays are playing good baseball right now. And like you said, this is going to be an extremely important series for the AL wildcard standings. Blue Jays are a half a game up on the Rangers. So there's a lot of play for here in this series. And I think Kikuchi at home, he's been really good. I do think they have the pitching advantage with him. And if if they're able to give him some run support here, I, I think they take care of business at home. So... I'll take the short number here with the Blue Jays. Okay, so it's the Blue Jays um, for Dylan Scott. Yeah, I can't stand both these teams. Uh, I'm really just trying (laughs) to think of which angle I want to go with. I guess if I had to pick one side, since I'm not really sure which team I even want to bother with, I'll take the even money, I guess. I mean, I think Montgomery's been fine. Kikuchi's been okay, too. The numbers are almost identical for these two pitchers, and they're both lefties. Now, the Rangers did perform well in the first game of the series, uh, but I do think, based on how these teams have just been psycho teams all year long, I'm just going to lean to the even money and call it a day and hope for the best. Lean to what, sorry, on even money? I'm going to lean to the under... I'm going to lean to the even money team and just hope for the best. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, Yeah, both these teams are very, very similar in the things that you like about them and the things that you don't like about them and your ability to trust in them. Um, and you could break that down into the, the lineups. You could break it down into these specific pitches. And so far in the series as well, it's been a bit nuts. Um, Montgomery's been poor lately. Kikuchi is not consistent enough for me to want to bet him. 
which you could apply the exact same sentence to the Blue Jays. Um, Texas offense has picked up lately. Uh, so, yeah, my lean here is going to be the over. Don't say lean. We don't say lean on this network. My pick uh, is going to be the over. I just think the, the bats have, uh, are more reliable than the arms here. Um, again, news and notes. Did you see the news on Alec Manoa today, you two? Yeah, he just decided, the- you know what? I'm not in the mood to go to AAA. Yeah, he just fucked off. Uh, he got sent down, and now no one's seen him since, <laughs> which I quite admire in a way. I'm all right with that. Um, he's uh, He's got on his holidays, um, and Eric Swanson is back in the Blue Jays' bullpen, which doesn't move the needle hugely. It's not a massive story, uh, but might just help them a little bit. He's a good pitcher. Um, okay, next up is a 7-10 Eastern first pitch between the Arizona Diamondbacks and the New York Mets. This game is off the board, but I have seen pictures all day, or I think I have. Uh, Zach Gallen for the Arizona Diamondbacks and Kodai Senga for the Mets. Uh, but no lines at all on this one. Uh, Dylan, um, you love Senga at home. How did you handicap this? Or did uh, you give us any, uh, did you make any lines for us? Yeah, so I think it might actually be Joey Lucchese. They may be calling him up again. I forgot He's about up- that guy. Yeah, he's always back oh, wow. and forth from the minors. So that's who I saw. I didn't see Kodai Senga, so that I think that's why it is off the board. Um, I mean, if it's Senga at home, I do think they, they have a shot. But if it's Joey Lucchese, absolutely not. Uh, I know he pitched well <laughs> on the road against St. Louis, but St. Louis, they're not good either. So uh, if it's Joey Lucchese, take that, the Diamondbacks run line. But if it's Kodai Senga, I mean, you got to imagine it'd be close to a pick maybe Diamondbacks short favorite. But yeah, I'd, I'd, take the, I'd take a strikeout prop, honestly, for Senga if he's pitching. But I, I do think it's going to be Joey Lucchese, so I'd lean here with the Diamondbacks. Okay, so not Joey Lucchese for Dylan Scott. I, have, I always have a hard time of backing guys off of serious IL stints and guys who have not actually been in the majors for a while because you expect some type of adjustment. And Arizona, I know offensively they're not the greatest, but neither are the Mets. So I think Lil Casey, with, I just have too many question marks with Lil Casey here. I'm going to lean to Arizona. Yeah, um, yeah I picked Arizona, um, even though I knew Senga was going. Partly for that thing we talked about earlier, that Arizona still have things to play for. And they're going along better than... I'm pleased Arizona picked up. I didn't want their season to just fizzle out. It did seem a bit of a waste of what they'd achieved early on in the season and some of the players that they've got. Uh, they've got some good pieces at the top of the rotation and Corbin Carroll. I just didn't see, didn't want them to waste that part of the season, but they're six and four in the last 10. Um, it's also so with two, pitching, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I can't go against that um, the And the price with Senger on the mound... Um, made that a more appealing opposition for Arizona as well. Um, but without knowing that particularly, um, yeah, I can't really add too much. But Arizona was my pick, and I will stick to it, although we're unaware of the prices. Um, the Royals and the White Sox have slammed the brakes on um, since they are five run first, and it's now five to one. Look, Kansas City have just got one. So uh, we're creeping close to a live winner here on the show. Uh, we'll go to a 7-10 Eastern first pitch between the Oakland Athletics and the Houston Astros. Paul Blackburn for Oakland and Hunter Brown goes for Houston. Plus 230, the Athletics. Minus 270, the Astros. Total is at 8.5 or 9. I mean, Oakland won last night at what, plus 350 or something stupid. Um, I was unimpressed uh, with the baseball gods last night. Oakland won and the other one was... 
uh, Kershaw got turned over, didn't he? Um, at minus 218, two like lazy run line players that me and Lonte gave out because we had no option. Um, Oakland are a huge price against Scots. Can they win? I had Houston yesterday, and they got no hit by Waldachuk and had one hit the first eight <laughs> innings. So that's how that went. But I had the run line of 125. It didn't work out. But for the sake of this game, I think I actually am in a link to Blackburn in this spot. I think the price is just too high. Brown's been fine, I guess. I mean, he has not. He's been a bit underwhelming, for being honest. He has a 4.780 ERA. The whip is low, but he's given up 20 home runs. I'm going to link to Blackburn in this spot. I just think this price is too high, maybe a first five angle. But Blackburn's one of the only pitchers I actually like uh, for the for the Athletics here. So I'm just going to lean to Blackburn with a pretty decent price. Um. Okay. Yeah. Um. It won't surprise you for the, the Oakland first five is my pick. I trust Blackburn. Um, Oakland are coming off their fifth shutout uh, game that they've thrown of the season. Um, and I can trust them to be good. A line from that game last night was that Mason Miller got the start for Oakland. And you said there's not much to like about Oakland. Mason Miller is someone to like. Um, he barely he pitched, though. He only went two innings. They, he went two innings, yeah. Six. Yeah, exactly. But um, Miller's worth watching and... He's just he's a good pitcher. They're obviously easing him in. Uh, I've got no issue with that. But uh, Hunter Brown's just been really wobbly. Really, really wobbly. Um, hard to work out completely. So uh, if Blackburn can throw um, a few good innings here, Oakland are going to be live early on. So yeah, I'll take Oakland first five, Dylan. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to take Oakland as well, plus 230. I only made the Astros a minus 210 favor. I f- like Scott, I just feel like the number is just a little out there. And I do think Paul Blackburn has actually pitched much better than Hunter Brown. Last four games for Hunter Brown has been really bad. And but, uh, Athletics, they've actually won some games. What are they, 6-4 and four in their last time? They just shut out the Astros last night. So plus 230, strictly playing the number here. I think you have to take the A's either in the first five or the full game. Dylan, when uh, the show me and Barry had to do after Newcastle lost in the cup final in February, I've listened to it back and it's one of the saddest pieces of audio in history. I'm getting strong vibes from you tonight. You just, uh, I can still hear that Aaron Rodgers injury in your voice. Every time I come across to you, you sound really sad. Are you going to be all right, Dylan? I'm going to be all right. I don't know if he's going to be all right. That's the problem. Oh, he's definitely like, going to be all right. I just want to give my Achilles to him. I don't need it. Like, I just give it to him. He might but. swap it for 75 million quid if you ask him. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just a tough day. What are you going to do? I'm too <laughs> emotionally <laughs> invested. That's the problem. Oh, I'm verging on feeling sorry for you, but really, I don't care. Uh, 7.40 Eastern first pitch is the Miami Marlins at the Milwaukee Brewers. We have um, Braxton Garrett, left-handed pitcher. I feel like I've handicapped him every day for about three weeks um, going for Miami. And for the Brewers... Um, TBD officially I think it's Colin Rea I don't know if anyone wants to correct me on that one I've not seen any lines on it um, so far but Braxton Garrett is 8-6 and six on the year 382 ERA tipped him up uh, last time against the Dodgers um, in a game they lost 10 nothing. but Garrett actually went alright it was just a really short start it was a weird short start because he went 3-2 and two thirds um, and he gave up three hits and just one and one. But he threw 91 pitches. I'm not quite sure how we managed that. Apart from that, though, he's got a 270 ERA in his last five. He's been really uh, going really well. And he escaped jams. He got himself in some shit in that sort. But he managed to extricate himself more on occasion. Um, 
Rhea is five and five on the year with a five oh two ERA. Um, he got called back up. He went, he went away for a little while. He's back up. And he's had two okay, if short starts. Um, he gave up too many home runs. Uh, this is close here. Um, the Brewers beat the Marlins 10-0 and they put a little bit of hurt on them last night. Um, the Brewers are also very, very good at home. Uh, Contreras got a 20-game on Bay Street going. Haven't seen the lines, but I think with Garrett against Rhea, um, the pitching advantage should be with Miami. But... I'm not going to take them. I'm going to stick with the Brewers. Again, partly for those reasons, I think they've just got to keep... Uh, they need. They know they need to keep on winning. Uh, Miami don't have that incentive, unfortunately, at the moment. Um, so I'll take the Brewers. Please, Scott. I think I'm going to go with the first five under in this one. Maybe the full game under, but I don't mind Garrett. His last start, as you said before, was a bit weird. But he has been a lot better on the road than at home. So far this season on the road, 69 innings pitched, a 2.74 ERA. And even before that Dodgers start, he has been pretty good in general. Uh, the last couple starts, uh, excluding the Dodgers, where he went three and two-thirds, one run. Uh, six innings, one run against the Nationals. Six innings, three runs against the Nationals, six innings, three runs against the Dodgers, five innings, no runs against the Astros, six innings, two runs against the Reds, five innings, three runs against the Phillies, six innings, no earned against the Tigers. He's been fine for the most part. I think that, once again, his length might be a bit concerning, but that's why I'll take the first five. I think that Garrett can give enough uh, for five innings to get this under the first five total. Didn't yeah, I'm with you, Mal. I feel like Colin Ray, he's okay, but I, I just think offensively they're a little better than the Marlins right now. It's not that I like Colin Ray because I, you know, they, they sent him down. Home runs have been an issue for him. He gives up at least a home run or two in every start. It's actually really crazy how many home runs he gives up, but. I, I do think they have the pitching advantage with uh, Braxton Garrett, uh, Miami, but I, I just think if they do get into a shootout, I trust the bats a little more of the Brewers. So I'm going to lean here with the Brewers. I I have numbers. Uh, I made the Brewers a minus 120 favorite with Colin Ray on the road, uh, plus 124 uh, Braxton Garrett. Um, okay, down to a 10-10 cowboy time first pitch between the San Diego Padres and the LA Dodgers. Well, left-handed pitcher Blake Snell goes for San Diego, and we have Ryan Pepiot, uh, Pepio for the LA Dodgers, uh, plus one twenty for the Padres, minus one thirty for the Dodgers. Uh, didn't see a total on this one. Let's have a little look. Uh, you got a total there, Dylan? This all? Uh, what I see, uh, I I mean, I made my total nine, but. I, let me look at the book real quick. I see nines. Yeah, it's it's I don't know. Okay, nines. Um, Blake Snell already been mentioned in the chat. We've got plenty of young tickets around the network rolling on him. Thirteen and nine on the year two fifty two ERA, and it's been different class lately. Um, the Padres have won four of his last five, and really the only spot that you want to take the Padres in as well. And Snell is going. Um, however. Uh, He's had three games against the Dodgers, has registered zero wins. Um, and Ryan Pepiot is 2-0 on the year with a 0-86 ERA. Came in the, the season, um, I think he was stated as the fifth start. He sort of won a job coming out of spring. He's been injured a long time. He's now back. He very nearly perfected Miami last time out. Um, I like him a lot. The Dodgers, we tend to always mention this, they're 8-3 on the, sea, the the season series this year against the Padres, they always just hold them at arm's length. And I think 
The presence of Snell makes this a workable price for the Dodgers, who are still rolling, still want to win. The Padres are in the, exactly the same bucket as Texas and the Blue Jays in terms of the the unreliability of them. Um, Manny Machado's going well. He had his fifth multi-home game of the year. Um, but I'm going to take the Dodgers. I think they've got more to play for. Uh, and it's a good, decent price because of the presence of Snell on the other side. He'll pitch well, but they'll get beat. Um, Dylan. Yeah, give me the dog. I'm going to take a stab here with the Padres, uh, plus 120. I actually made the Padres a favorite, minus 110. I feel like they definitely have the pitching advantage here with Snell going against Ryan Pepit. I get he's 2-0. Dodgers have won all four of his starts, but let's be honest. They haven't really gone against the best competition, in my opinion. I think the Padres will be as tough as challenge thus far in Snell. He's pitched all right, I feel like, against the Dodgers uh, this season. Just seven runs given up in 17 innings. Batters are only hitting 153 off of him. I, I think the Padres can hang around in this game. If, if they could give Snell two, three runs. I, I think he could give them some length as well. So too big of a number for me to pass on. I like the Padres first five and I also take them full game money line. Okay, Dylan. Uh, Scott, sorry. I think I'm just going to go with the first five under in this one. I'll back Snell on. I think Pepit's actually not that bad. I don't mind Pepit under and walks if you can find that prop. He doesn't okay. walk anybody. Like he's he's extremely solid with the command, and he didn't walk anybody against Miami. He's, I think he's only I got to look at the numbers, but I remember his walk rate is insanely low. I, I think that's worth a look too. But I do think looking at this matchup, the first five under intrigues me. Snell's been amazing, we know. Pepit's been fine. I don't mind the first five under in this spot. Um, a little bit of news about a couple of uh, Dodgers pitches as well. Um, as discussed last week, um, I think you were quite bullish about this, Scott. Was that? Um, I don't think we're going to see Urias for quite a long time. He's uh, no, they cleared out his walker. Yeah, his, the administrative leave has uh, been sort of fully enforced, and um, shit's gone into the hands of the police. So that's the end of him. See you later. Um, but oh, yeah, boys, I mean, after after the Bauer situation, it was obvious he, he's done. Yeah, who could have saw that? He already had an incident like that. Yeah. Like. Um, but Walker Bueller, on the other hand, the the Dodgers have decided. We talked about him on the show. Might have even been on the same night uh, that he had a really good um, start for Oklahoma City. They shut him down. It wasn't the Thunder, was it? That's what we talked about. It's about all this. What was it? Oklahoma City. Don't know what. But not the Thunder. Um, but they shut him down. Yeah, which yeah, is shut him down. There's nothing um, wrong with him. They've just decided it's sensible not to roll him back out, which is a good decision. I like it. It's not the... They haven't uh, looked at the, the World Series as, a, as an angle in and thought, oh, we'll get him in the bullpen, something like that. I think they've made a long-term decision uh, to get him ready for next season, which um, which is a very dodgy thing to do, uh, and I like it. Um, so they're, they're kind of the big games um, sorted out. There's a, there's a few other games. I mean, it's amazing, really, that we're, we've got a Yankees-Red Sox series here that Scotland not making it onto our radar as a game of any relevance at all. So, um, Scott, we've got the, the anything. You've got the Yankees-Red Sox. Um, there's this Pittsburgh-Washington game with neither pitcher. And we've got a Royals, a Royals-White Sox game that's not priced up either. So, did you have anything from, from the rest of the leagues, eh? particularly uh, with the All-Yankees? Well, the Yankees officially got eliminated from the playoffs yesterday, so congratulations to them. Uh, for the sake of that matchup, I'm going to lean to the Red Sox, but once again, it's mostly just fading Clark Schmidt and Fenway. I can see runs in there, but there's really nothing more to say. I mean, the Yankees won the first game of the doubleheader today. 
because Verdugo swung at a first pitch after Clay Holmes walked the bases loaded. So thanks to Verdugo, the Yankees won. But there's nothing more. There's nothing more to add. I mean, Dominguez is out for the year and probably most of next year. They're gonna char- They're gonna go after this Japanese superstar pitcher who makes yeah. it makes sense. You have a decent amount of the scouts in the building, and he throws a no hitter in Japan. I feel like that kind of makes sense for you to try to get the guy. But the team's last in the league in hits. They have less hits than the A's, <laughs> and they're trying to get a pitcher. I know the rotation was injured to hell and back this year, but you got to blow up the lineup. Like I, I don't get me wrong, this Japanese pitcher does seem to be solid, but you have less hits than the A's. You got to get a batter. You got to try something. I think that's the bigger concern. I try to fix the lineup first. Yeah, I completely agree with you. It's it Yamamoto. I think the kid you're talking about. Um, and yeah, we've got a good track record. Obviously, uh, Senka came across and did really well this season. Um, but yeah, it makes perfect sense. Uh, Dylan, just having a little glance around the rest. Anything blow your skirt up? Uh, yeah, no, nothing blowing my skirt up, to be honest. I've actually really dialed it back. I'm only betting like two to three games actually getting to the window uh, since college football and NFL has started. So really dialed it back, and I've actually seen more success because when I fall in love with the board and I start betting everything, that's when it all goes to shit. So I'm more of a uh, live better in college. Yeah, so to be honest, uh, I I don't have much more. Whatever I got, whatever I gave out. Funnily enough, Dylan, uh, myself and Lonte talked about this on Sunday night because it's such a busy time and I had internationals. Um, you've got NFL going on. And I did the, the baseball, I looked at the card. I've made two bets. Um, it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because I was talking about this early on Sunday with Lonte. Um, and they all and hit six out of six rather than... I keep yeah. getting involved in stuff and talking yourself into stuff, just staying pretty clean and simple. And um, because mm-hmm. you see, you're looking at Premier League and internationals, and there's not enough money to go around. You can't make 72 bets. It's just unsustainable. The more volume you you, you bet, the, the the more chance you are of losing. But just dipping yeah. in and out has worked for me. So yeah, it's not a bad little system, man. It's a good time of year to do it as well, I think, because uh, we have got a good read on stuff. Um, locks and dogs still and lead us off. All right. Uh, let me go with a total for my lock. I'm go out to Coors Field. I'll take the over 11 and a half in the Cubs and Rockies game. Just basically going to fade uh, Jason Tyone uh, mostly. Tybock has been good, but he's just been involved in a lot of shootouts his last five games. So I think we see a lot of runs here. Uh, so for my lock, I'll go over. 11 and a half. As for my dog, I'm going to take the Orioles as long as we could on the run line. As long as we could get a plus price, I feel like you just have to do it. Like Scott said, Kyle Gibson, Orioles give them a lot of run support. And for the Cardinals, I mean, Drew Rahm is just, he's just not good. Let's be honest. So I feel like the Orioles are just going to, this is a good spot for them to get a lot of runs to smoke them. So run line for the Orioles at home is my dog. Um, have you got a price on that Baltimore run line, Dylan? Because I plus one twenty four. Oh shit, man, that's life changing. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Um, Scott, what do you have? All right. Uh, so for the lock, I'm going to go with the over in that same Orioles game. I'll take the over ten and a half. I think there's a couple ways to get there. Gibson once again has a good record, but his ERA is above five. It's not like he's been a good pitcher. They just give him all the runs he could possibly want. And I think Rom stinks. So I'll go with the over ten and a half there as my lock. For my dog, uh, I had a couple of options, but I'm not sure what I want to go with. Um, for this one, I think I'm going to go with the... Uh, that's Okay, what do I want to do here? Sorry. Um, you know what? I'll take a bit of a bold stance here. I'll go with the <laughs> A's plus one and a half at plus 112. Ooh. 
Okay. Very rarely seen. I reckon we've made that pick about four times this season. Doesn't uh, pop its head above the parapet, the, the underdog it's on the run. something different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all for it. Dial me in. Um, I my lock will be the over in the Atlanta Philly game. Um, everywhere you look in this, there's just runs. I think Strider will go a little bit better, um, but Atlanta could do it by themselves. But even uh, I think Philly could contribute two or three, which might be enough. Uh, so the over eight and a half for me. For my dog, I adore that Baltimore played and absolutely. I will be playing that definitely. I did the same last night. Watched the game. And it was a bloodless 11 to 5 win. Um, but in the interests of variety, I'm going to take Colorado at plus 150. Um, I quite like um, Ty Black. She's not terrible. Not keen on Ty Owen, particularly uh, on the road. And I just think they're live. Black's couple of starts have been okay. Uh, it'll keep them competitive. Plus 150 is a big fight. So I'll take Colorado to get a rare win. And I think, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, um, we're all done. Um, anything else to report, gentlemen? Mm. I know Dylan just wants to go and get under his duvet for the rest of the night and uh, or the rest of the week, even. Yeah, I'm figuring out what, like- what to eat to uh for dinner. Any suggestions, boys? Oh, that, well, that's I mean, a good question. What? Well, it's bedtime no for me, so I, can't, I haven't got room to fit another meal in. I've had about nine today, It'll be the size of a house. I'm probably gonna get some sushi later, so. Mm. I don't know if that helps nice. you. That's what I'm doing for dinner. Uh, I was thinking. I was thinking either that or Chinese food. Yes, I was going to suggest Chinese okay. food. I haven't had that in a while. Yeah. I can get behind that. Yeah, the best thing about that is ordering far too much, and then you can yeah. casu- <laughs> casually eat it over the next three days. You can have like, sticky beef for your breakfast and shit like that. So I'm all for it. Um, right, cool. Thanks, uh, Scott. Thank you, Dylan. Um, I hope the rest of your week gets better, Dylan. Uh, cheers, everyone uh, who joined us and the chat was buzzing away. Uh, Captain Sano, Matthew, Trev. Um, really appreciate it. Good luck with all your bets. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night, same time. Um, until then, we will see you down the road. Cheers.